Well, Tim's not here, but still. Welcome to another episode of the Nerds podcast. We got Mikey and the two Chris's. Hello. Um, I had a joke lined up I was going to tell. I'm not going to lie. I had a joke thought up. I thought about it on the toilet, but now I can't think about it. Well, I must have flushed it away. Did you look, like did my you look down and laugh? Yep. That's the thinking throne. You have to go back and sit down on it, then you'll, you'll remember. Don't threaten me. I got a wireless headset. <laughs> I'll give you guys a nice live stream. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I do remember what I wanted to talk about. Okay. I'm just writing it down on, my, on our itinerary, you know, because we're professionals okay. and have itineraries about what we're going to talk about. Sure. We don't ever go into these things, you know, completely um unprepared just like i never make our podcast descriptions or titles with uh a- with ai i would never do such a thing yeah you gotta cut that out what a bunch of bs <laughs> it's never been that bad but then like i went back and read it when you showed when you screenshot it i was like shit that's bad <laughs> Anyways, let's start with Chris's weird theory about Jason Voorhees. Okay, so I've been watching. I'm up to. I was watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight tonight when I got interrupted, so I didn't get to finish it yet. That's when he takes me. Um, so I've watched seven of these movies, four movies, right? Did you watch so, Haunt? Haunt? Have you watched uh, the one reason space? Yeah. No, I haven't got there. Okay. That's so Jason X. So. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't know that. Hold on, You didn't know he went to space? No. Oh yeah, Jason. Went to that's space. a good one. That's actually really and, and underappreciated. Actually good one, yeah. So he did. Goes, he, <clears throat> he did it before. Uh, um, uh, oh, that name just escaped me. Uh, Elon. No. Uh, Dom Dom Toretto. Yes, he did do it before Dominic Toretto, <laughs> and Ludacris and. And he didn't need a Fiero in family. He didn't need a either. Like, he went to space, space, space. It's a good one. That one and Jason Goes to Hell both were good ones, actually. Those came out mm-hmm. of... A lot of those crossover movies are very good. Oh, the early 90s Jasons were good. The 80s, they're all... I'm in the 80s now, so I'm in Jason Takes Manhattan, which is 89. So, I, uh, Friday the 13th, the first one came out in 1980, so... They put out eight movies in nine years. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were uh, pumping them out. They were. And it's the same thing. It's 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 teenagers go to Camp Crystal Lake and get hacked up to pieces. Now. Sorry, because I don't want to cough and take a drink. Um, this is my theory. So all Jason wants to do is live at Camp Crystal Lake. Right, he doesn't bother anybody. He doesn't leave Camp Crystal Lake ever, does he? Really? Except when he goes to space or Manhattan. But there's a reason why I, I haven't gotten to Jason goes to Manhattan. Or I mean, he's on a boat, but that's because people went into Camp Crystal Lake. But here's my theory. So he, he he all he wants to do is live at Camp Crystal Lake. He doesn't bother anybody, and all these people. Just keep coming to Camp Crystal Lake, right? And in mm-hmm. my opinion, oh, he was he was already a disabled kid, right? When he got drowned in the lake in the first one. Yeah. 
Okay, so in the third one, he takes a machete to the head or an axe to the head. Okay, that's going to cause some brain damage, right? That causes some damage. But he's still alive. But I, I think he kills people. I think he's really, he's just a, a disabled conservative who just wants people off of his lawn. Like, don't bother him. Don't come here. Don't be hippie. Coming in here, having sex, drinking beer. That's and that's every essentially every Jason. No premarital sex in my house. That's what that is. The first seven movies. That is exactly what goes on. They the premise is uh, cabin at the lake, lots of sex, drinking beer, smoking some weed here and there, and going skinny dipping in the lake. And by the sixth one, damn hippies. So, so the sixth one, he's already dead, right? They killed him, so they think it's safe. But is it ever really safe? Like, would you still go to where a mass murderer had wiped out a bunch of teenage kids? Never. Yeah. <coughs> the prices. Think of how cheap those uh, rates are for, for well, the cabin. But by the sixth one, some guy unburies, like, like he wants to like make sure he's dead and chop him up and stuff, so he stabs him with this metal rod. Boom, hits by lightning. He comes back to life because of electricity. And that made sense to me. It really did. I got that. Uh, by the seventh one, it was telekinesis. This girl accidentally, mistakenly uh, awoken him from the lake because he was buried underwater. And then in Jason Takes Manhattan, these hippie kids with their expensive boats, because he hates liberals. That's why he's wiping out people. I think these kids are all liberals. Because it was this rich kid with his daddy's boat. They come into Camp Crystal Lake. They set the anchor. The anchor hits this electrical wire underneath. Boom. Electricity brings him back. So I think once he comes back to life, I think it circles all the way back to previous uh, movies where he hates liberals on his property. And so he's just going to kill them all. And I can't see as I blame him. I don't want a bunch of bunch of kids running around having sex in my property either. just think if they get hurt that's on you that's your property then they can sue you not if you kill them exactly and, and hide their body in the lake i mean if they want to get and here's the thing all the townspeople they know about this plus the police department knows about this why aren't they putting up just like like in jurassic park like they put up a big fence enclosure uh, electrical fence enclosure around Camp Crystal Lake to keep Jason in there and to keep because, teenagers out. Because just like in Jurassic Park, life finds a way, horny teenagers find a way. Then they deserve to die. If they've crossed that, if they've crossed that that electrical fence, then they deserve to die. You know, all responsibilities on them. Sign an indemnity form. But you can't blame Jason. I mean. He, I mean, honestly, he's got squatter's rights. So they have 30, he has 30 days to leave the property if somebody wants him off of it. He still has 30 days. Nobody has presented him with paperwork about squatter's rights. So technically, he's just living in this world where it's the same time. Every time he wakes up, it's the same, it's the same corny teenagers that deserve to die because they're on his property unwelcome. And they are unwelcomed on his property. He didn't invite them. So he does have a right to kill them because it's self-defense. But he thinks it's self-defense because he's crazy. Because he's had he's already disabled. He's had an accident for him. 
He took an axe to the face. He did take an axe to the face, which is why he wears a hockey mask. I can't really blame him, you know, because it kind of looks cool. So I, I'm kind of feeling sorry for Jason Voorhees, and I think he's just a an old conservative, stay off his, you know, get off my lawn kind of situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone. Don't go up there. Don't bother him. You don't have to go. Sw- There's a billion lakes in America. You could go skinny dipping in and tease your your boyfriend. And you don't have to go into that one and get hacked to pieces. But they still do. There's something about Camp Crystal Lake that teenagers want to go. It's the drugs. It's got to be the drugs. <coughs> it's pot. All on dope. Plus, plus, he goes to Manhattan and kills people. What's Manhattan full of? Liberals. He hates liberals. So that's why I say he's a conservative. He hates rich-ass kids in their cars coming up there bothering him. So it's, they're all liberal kids, you know. They don't care. They don't have any. They don't have any respect for anybody. So guess what? We're cutting your balls off with this. You know this this one tool and it's pretty cool he had this he had this thing earlier it's one of those big like a like a circular saw on the end of it right and it was at the mm-hmm. end of this really long pole and it was like a um it started up like a chainsaw it was pretty awesome so um i'm rooting for jason now you know that's that's just my theory on it. whether you want to believe it or not it's real if he wants to live at the camp why does he go to Manhattan because this is what happened he the the hippie kids the hippie rich kids on the boat they come into Camp Crystal Lake and drop the anchor and electrocute water to bring him to life he climbs on their boat so when he climbs on their boat it goes to this um it goes to this dock where he gets on this other boat and because it's full of, of rich kids that deserve to die. So that boat goes to Manhattan. So he chases the survivors of those, that boat uh, around Manhattan. To kill them. That's why he ends up in Manhattan. But I'm halfway uh, through the movie and they ain't even in Manhattan. That's a ridiculous concept, but okay. The space is a, a ridiculous. <laughs> I ain't figured that one out because I forget how it goes and I'm that's nine, I think. I think, or is that ten? Jason goes to hell is nine, I think, and ten. What do you do in hell? They start killing demons. No, he goes to hell to kill the kids he already killed. To kill? No, he like he goes to hell because he goes to hell. Oh my god! Because he kills people. He wasn't a good you kill person. people, you yeah. go to hell. Well, I thought like he went to hell and was starting to kill stuff like because he was sent to hell. Um, hold on, I'll tell you which one it is. It is. Let's see here. The new blood is eighty-eight. Eighty-nine is Jason takes Manhattan. Um, Freddy versus Jason. That's the last one. Uh, Jason X is two thousand. Jason Goes to Hell is 1993, which is... Then Jason X, that's when he goes to space. That's 2001. He's cryogenically frozen at the beginning of the 21st century 
and is discovered in the 25th century and taken to space. He gets thawed and we get stalking and killing the crew of the spaceship that's transported. Yes. He's cryogenically frozen in a government facility on Camp Crystal. See, there you go. So use it for the government. They're all crooked. They deserve to die. Not that I would say that. They're all liberals. They're all liberals. I mean, not that I'm just joking when I say that. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Call the FBI. FBI, I know you're listening. ATF. ATF. <laughs> Come knock my door down. Whoever, whichever alphabet boy is listening to us. <laughs> yeah, we're totally not serious. <coughs> yeah, I'm in nine. Or I'm in eight. Eight. Jason takes me. That was that was in 1989. Then. Jason Goes to Hell is 1993. So they did take some time off between eight and nine. And they're perfectly timed movies. They're about 90 minutes long, all of them. So there's only, yeah, there's only, there's only so much you can like film of a guy with the big sword walking slow towards you, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can only, yeah, you can only spend seven movies. <laughs> At a camp before you got to get off, of oh. and go just like, just like you can only spend so many movies on Earth until family had to take you to space. Yep. <laughs> space, you know, they cryogenically, you know, that I mean, they froze Walt Disney. Why can't they freeze Jason? Don't they only freeze his head? That's the theory. The theory is that they froze his head. They did the same thing to Ted Williams. They said they cryogenically froze his head too. Like that, they your head's and, chopped off. You're dead. And the reason, well, he was dead anyway. He died of cancer. He was a smoker. Walt Disney. The theory behind Frozen is they called the movie Frozen. So when you googled Frozen and Disney, the movie would come up instead of Walt's, you know, dead ass over. I remember that, and then that movie just blew up, so now you'll never get that theory again. You'll never get the theory again, because but that was the thing. They said it was buried under the castle at Disney World or Disneyland or something. I thought it was Disney World. It's it like, might be Disney World, because it opened right at, like He died in, what, like 66 or so? Yeah, I think so. It opened I don't know. Or 73. But, yeah, so, you know, they should have just completely froze one. But I don't know how they're going to do that. Because I think, like, when you die, like, your soul leaves your body. So how are you going to bring that back after 50 years? I don't know. It's like the face-off machine, you know? Or maybe they can attach his head. I mean, I saw Frankenhooker. So you can't attach a girl's head to the body of somebody else and come to life. Frankenstein did the same thing. Wait, wait. Frankenhooker. Uh, so the body isn't a hot girl. No, the body is a bunch of hot girls put together. Oh, oh the guy, okay. The guy put the head of his girlfriend on oh. the body of a bunch of hookers. Because... He had this drug, and they all exploded. Their bodies exploded. So, the bad doctor took the body parts of all the hookers and made one woman and put his 
girlfriend's head on top of me. She died in a lawn mowing accident. And her head, her head was the only thing that was uh, redeemable. He saved her head because he wanted yeah. to. Maybe that's the only good part. I mean, he was only looking at her for her looks. <laughs> she got ran over because he he got he got her father a lawnmower with a remote control, and she was showing him how to use the remote control, and she ran over herself with the lawnmower. She died. Wait, is that the one with the haunted lawnmower? No, that's Blades. Oh. Frank- you watch so many movies, I can't <laughs> yeah. keep track of them sometimes. Frankenhooker is getting ran over by a lawnmower and dying and saving your head to, and putting various body parts from hookers from New York City together. But to Blades is a haunted lawnmower that runs over people. Yes, that is true. Blades is a haunted Two lawnmower. different movies. Yes. Um. And Franklin Hooker is much better than Blades. Just saying. It is. Oh, Chris. What, what's your... Do you have another uh, um, movie lined up to be your uh, not buster? You haven't done one in a minute. I haven't. Not since I was doing the horror movies. I still got those on the list. I just haven't watched one lately. I just need to, because I've been watching Friday the 13th for the take them off of HBO. So. Um, but I've got some on the Peacock list. Yeah, there is one I want to watch, actually. It is called, um, it has to do with something like or something. Um, hang on. I'm looking at my list now. Black Roses is what I want to watch, because that's about kids who get possessed while listening to rock or my life as a teenager in the 80s. Let's see here. It's It has to do with, like, uh, <clears throat> Bloodhook, that's it. Bloodhook is what I want to watch. <laughs> it's about fishing. Oh, I thought it would be another, like, bloody hooker movie. I'll just get this up before I watch it. Just as a little sneak peek. Bloodhook came out in 1986. During a local fishing contest, people are violently dragged into the lake and killed by a giant fish hook. It's mm. time for the annual Musky Madness Fishing Contest. There you go. So giant yeah. fish coming out of the water killing people. I'm actually looking forward to it. Well. Holy shit, it's directed by Jim Mallon. Who? Jim Mallon, he's a writer-producer for Mystery Science Theater 3000, the original TV show. So was this like his uh, first like shot at it where he's trying to be serious? or is I, this? It's, no, it's a comedy slash horror movie. Okay, so it just wasn't taking itself seriously to begin no, with. it's not taking itself seriously, but wow, okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. He was the producer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, good night. The one well, in the now, now you now you can look forward to it a little more. Now I'm looking forward to it even more. So there you go. The more you know. The more you coals. Looking forward to <coughs> But that's the next one I got lined up. I might watch it this week. 
don't have anything going on until Monday, so I'll be able to do that. That's cool. Do we want to get our sports talk out of the way? Sure. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Okay, Mikey. Uh, I just I I'm just sitting here listening to him, and I also was scrolling Twitter or X, <clears throat> and uh, I saw the trailer for the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it looks Ghost, good. Frozen Empire. Very interesting. As I, my first thought was like, it was like uh, that. Uh, uh, the day after tomorrow. <laughs> but that's Where, not. Uh, that's an underrated movie. But yeah, but like, how do they determine this is ghosts and not some type of weather thing? Like, I guess there's a big cloud, but still, I'm not listening. I didn't listen to it. I'm just watching it, but. I mean, that's a good question. How did we end up, you know, is it something? I thought we stopped the apocalypse in the last one, but how does it happen? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like Judgment Day. It's it's inevitable. Judgment Day will always happen. The, T, the T-1000 is always going to show up. It's cool, though, because you get a glimpse of Bill Murray and the, those other guys. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. What about the uh, they bring the ladies back? No, no, that's no. what I was thinking too. I was, no, I was like, no, you no. know, that's not you know that's not good when they they make a sequel to the to the ones with the kids in it and not the ones with the girls. Uh, they act like I bet they even act like that movie never even happened. And you can't oh, yeah. say, and it's like non canon. Uh, <laughs> like Dragon Ball GT. Oh God, we don't talk about GT. And you can't say that it's because it sucked because it had women in it because that little girl that's in Ghostbusters really carried that first movie. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about? It's 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 the whole yeah. South Park episode. You can't just replace the character, you know. And, the, and then they're like, "Well, these characters are good." Well, because they were well written characters who had development. They weren't just you know making Cartman get a uh, girl and and gay, right? McKenna Grace, that's her name. She was in Young Sheldon. She's a really and good. Actress. She's really good in that movie. I liked her. Yeah, she's really good in that movie. I think because you know why her. she was well written and developed. Exactly, that's exactly right. She and she wasn't trying to replace anybody. She was the granddaughter of a Ghostbuster. You know what and I mean? right, that's really good development right there. It, it brings in the old and and it, it establishes new fans. It, it's it's great because you know she wore the glasses like he did. She had the curly hair like he did, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a great, that was a great move. She's a funny little actress. She's a good actress. Um, she's in this one. And then the kid uh-huh. from Stranger Things is in it too, so. Are they, is it mostly the same cast? From the last one, yes. Yeah, I, exactly. The quick, I didn't really watch, I, I watched the trailer, but I didn't watch it, if you know what I mean. No. As in, like, explain yourself. I I watched it. I had it. I played it, but I wasn't paying attention enough. Like I was okay. There you go. I was distracted <laughs> at the same time. It looks. I, it looks entertaining. I'll probably just see it. I mean, I'll see it, but yeah. I hate. I hate to say it. I'm just not. 
Ghostbusters doesn't it doesn't get me invested like like a lot of other movies do. I, that that I saw you? the original at the movie. No, it's I'm I'm a big believer that Ghostbusters is one of those movies that should have stayed in the 80s and not been remade. But because Hollywood can't come up with their own ideas anymore, here we are. But it wasn't yeah. remade technically. It's an but, ongoing from the original. But you know what I mean. It should have stayed an 80s classic and not well, been revived. Well, I mean, it's they a, did that with Star Wars. It's a Jason Reitman movie, though. His dad did the original. I don't know. I'm just not... I'm just not invested in it. Like uh, I'm just not invested in it like I am Star Wars or Star Trek. Well, you could say the same thing about Star Wars. But Star Wars was still living at the time because they still they had the seat the prequels trilogy. They oh had my the cartoons, God. they had the games, they had the books, they had the comic books. Ghostbusters was effect- effectively dead until they no, made the it? Uh, they had the cartoon. No, they had the, you can say they had to wait a certain amount of time for like in real time the past to make it right. seem like I mean the, the, the original crew got older and they had kids and stuff like they passed down. And would it have been a story had not uh he died? Um uh what's his name? Um Yeah. You know what I'm about? Um, well they would have changed the story. It would have been yeah but would it have been the kids and uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it probably still would have been kids or something. They probably would have written it in that somebody died. Harold Ramis. If Harold Ramis hadn't have died, would there have been a sequel? As we know it. The the good one, not the shitty ass one. Nobody wants to talk about it. I'm sure they still would have done it. They would have done it differently, but, but yeah, I think I think Mikey's right. It it took time, you know. It's the daughter of of Peter Vinkman, and it's his grandkids that they he never yeah. knew. I think they had to set up. Yeah, they had to write and set up a story that would captivate, the, like like Chris said, the the old and the new. That would, I don't like that. that. Would still, that would still grasp the old the old fans, and and then uh, invite newer fans to the franchise. Yeah, I, I agree. And plus, they had to save face with that piece of shit they put out in 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were almost forced to show their hand. You know what I mean? They really had to save it. They really did. I really believe that. Uh, part of that. I think part of that was part of the motivation was that they had to save the franchise. They couldn't just let that end it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing... I don't. I don't know if either of you know this, but one of the, like the highlights of the Ghostbusters, I think it was like when COD Four came out, or it was like when COD was really exploding. There was a Ghostbusters game that came out, and it was it was a great. And when I say great game, I mean like when when you put it in like it should it would have won probably Game of the Year that year if it wasn't for like whatever Call of Duty it went against. Really? Yeah. Hold on. Let me look it up. Let me look what year it came out. I think there's been. I bet you there's fan fiction out there. Ghostbuster fan fiction. Plus Ghostbusters the video game. It came out in 2009. Okay, so there you and go. It has so a 95. It has a 94 percent rating. 
What's Resident it all? Like a VR one? I thought they made something like a VR. Yeah, they be all VR games are kind of poopy. I wish I never bought my VR. <laughs> what platform is it? Um, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. I got 360 still. I'm on my bad side of it. I bet you could buy it too. I'll look for it next time me and Josie go to uh, Indianapolis. I'm just gonna see if I can buy it right now. I'm on the Google machine. I'm not, I'm not going to play VR until it's like uh, that movie with the full body suit. Oh, uh, Ready Player One? Yeah. Oh, that was a good Don't movie. Don't give me... VR is fun. It's just very gimmicky. Um, and I've held, I've played a couple really good games for VR, and I played a couple... And I played a, a few really shitty games. Um... Oh, I've got a story. On, I, I, I got some video game news, actually. You got video game news? Yes, Chris has video game news. Can I, can um, I, go, can I talk about VR for a second? Yeah, please go ahead. I'm going to look up. Okay, so what VR needs, VR's issue is, I, I think oh, they're making the wrong type of games for it. Um, like, it's, it's hard to do a shooter or stuff like that because it's hard to move. Because if you're in VR, you can't really walk around your room and like into no- other rooms and stuff. You got to have like a motion I, or like a treadmill or something. Yeah. I bet what, those those VR rooms are nice though. Oh big. yeah, those look fun. You I really want to do them. One, yeah. um, the games yeah. I think VR needs people. They need developers really need to invest in VR. Are like flight sim games, like Flight Simulator or. Uh, Elite Dangerous is a space game. Really fun in VR. I really like that game. Star Citizen probably should invest in VR support. Um, and I also think like uh, um, strategy games would be really good in VR. Like you got your, yeah. your, your overhead view and you're looking down like the battlefield. You can like grab your units and move them how you want. I think that'd be yeah. really cool. But no one, no strategy games are in a really bad spot right now where it seems like every couple of years video games kind of go in like a wave, like one year it's sports games are like the best games. Um, and then like three, four five years later, it's shooters right now. I think we're seeing the downfall of shooters and like, um, single player games coming back. And you just, we just gotta get back to that. Uh, for me as a strategy game enjoyer, I just got to wait, ride the wave until it gets back to strategy games. Don't get me wrong. Strategy games come out, but there's far few in between. Like Civ 6, when did Civ 6 come out? Civ 6 came out in 2016. Um, Civ 7's not coming out for another couple years. Total War is complete shit anymore. I I refuse to buy Total War games since Shogun 2. Um, I've bought some of them, but I've refunded them every time. Um, Humankind, it's kind of a Civ clone. It's okay. I don't mind it. It's just not civilization. Um, one company that's doing really good right now for, I know I'm going on a rant, but one company that's doing really good right now in strategy games are, uh, Paradox. Paradox Interactive makes a subset of strategy games called Grand Strategy, where it's not about controlling the battles. Like, you know how in some, like in like Command and Conquer and other uh, StarCraft, you command the battles themselves, like the actual units. And this, in these types of games, you're controlling more of the politics, the internal affairs, the production capabilities, the trade, you know, the foreign affairs. That's what you're you're controlling. Like, uh, 
Hearts of Iron 4, you take control of the U.S., and you you know you start in 1936 and lead to the end of World War II, um, and you focus on hey do I and you can you know you can focus on certain things like do I want my country to focus on light tanks or medium tanks or heavy tanks you know you focus on one or hey I can focus on all of them, and then you kind of control the more grand battle situation you know you f- you focus on all of Europe instead of you know the battle of like Normandy. Okay. Short, long story short, support your local, support your strategy games and buy them if you want more strategy games. The, one of the granddaddies is coming out next year called Homeworld Three. Um, Homeworld <laughs> is like, I grew up on Homeworld. Like it was one of my first games I ever played, and I mean, I, I'm be, I'm beyond hype for Homeworld Three. I there's a they have an edition on on Amazon. It's like three hundred dollars that I really want to get. Yeah, but really. it's you get the uh, so homeworld you control what's called the mothership, and it's a it's a scale model of the mothership that is the uh, you get. It looks really cool. Just be careful playing VR games around Chris Mikey because he likes to grab units. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Be he careful around that. VR yeah. games. That's all I got out of what he just said there. <laughs> Sorry, I. As you all know, I'm a very passionate gamer, so yeah. I just kind of got lost in what I was saying and kept talking. This is it falls into my wheelhouse, but it is a gaming storyline. It is actually it's a huge gaming storyline. So it is the. I'm going to read the headline here, right? The decision Penske Entertainment didn't want to make with its beleaguered video game vendor was made for it on Tuesday when Motorsports Games announced the suspension of the development of our previously planned IndyCar game. To decrease operation operating expenses, whilst also removing projects that are underperforming or unlikely to generate revenue. So, three years ago, IndyCar made a deal with this Motorsports Games video game company, right? I remember you talking about this not too long ago. They were already a shitty company to begin with when they signed the contract. They were already a shitty company. People were like, this game's never getting off the ground. We haven't had an IndyCar game since 2005. That was the last IndyCar game, and it was on the Xbox 360. Um, It was supposed to get this game. Oh, sorry. It came out. It was supposed to be 2021. It was a 2023 release. They pushed it back to 24, and now it's not even happening. Now, here's the shitty part about it. When they signed the contract with this motorsports gaming, right? They signed all the rights away and took it away from iRacing. iRacing was the biggest video game platform for indie cars. So you cannot use IndyCar. There's still tracks. There's still cars you can race on iRacing. But you can't broadcast them on YouTube. Like they, that's a big deal. People watch people sim race on YouTube. You guys know that, right? But yeah. What, what's that game called? Um, same thing. iRacing does the same thing. Yeah, iRacing. But you can't, you can't, you can't do IndyCar racing on. You can't show it whatsoever on i on YouTube now because it's a by it's a rights violation. So they've really screwed the pooch on this. IndyCar has by signing the rights away to this beleaguered 
piece of trash video game company. We still have no IndyCar video game. So right now they're hoping, but still, it's going to be in what, six months to a year before they're able to let go of the rights, probably. And maybe they can give the rights back to iRacing and let those people. Like, I don't know why they went exclusive, because Formula One didn't do it. NASCAR didn't do it. Um, so, because you can still buy NASCAR games on, you know, Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, Formula One, you can buy Xbox, PlayStation. You can do iRacing, too. So, uh, IndyCar's really screwed themselves, shot themselves in the foot, screwed the pooch. Um, we still have no video game at all now, like zero. Like, we're back to square one getting a video game with for me to play i'm not going to play i racing that's expensive you guys don't you need like a whole your... like sim setup yeah. for that yeah three screens three big screens then you gotta have a really good chair you gotta have a really good steering wheel and it's got to be comfortable so you're not you know what i mean it's not where you're not moving around and it's it's a it can get quite expensive Put it on your Christmas list. Yeah, put it on your Christmas list, Chris. You I never know wanna, somebody will get it for you. I just want a Xbox indie card game. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. <coughs> Can't even get that. <coughs> I could run indie card better than what indie cards right now, and I don't know jack crap about anything. All I know is I would get a video game company to make the game. And um, oh, goodness, yeah, that's one. Of the, that's the very first thing I would do. I would actually, I would give the rights back to iRacing, then find another video game out there to make people. Because kids can't play. I, I looked up iRacing. how much like a uh, a set a good setup for iRacing is, and it's like five, like minimum you're gonna be spending five hundred dollars. Yeah, I want to spend that. Just I want a seventy dollar indie card game in my Xbox controller. That's all. I Plus, little uh, kids have like but little kids ain't playing iRacing. You know what I mean? No, don't you have to buy like each car or something like that. Yeah, you gotta buy cars, and you gotta help. You know, you can buy <laughs> setups, and or you can maybe you can find somebody who will share a setup. So it's not an easy deal. It's not like Forza. You know what I mean? The kids can play Forza. My nephew, my nephew, his son, my great nephew. He plays Forza and stuff on the Xbox. He's not doing the, the iRacing. His dad does the iRacing. My nephew does iRacing. They've really, uh, yeah. it's kind of, you know, they're trying to grow a brand and they can't even get a video game out. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I want to talk about F1 really quick because I've been seeing on YouTube everybody's ripping on uh uh vegas their vegas circuit dude they have they cut down trees (laughs) they cut down trees they like demolish stuff they rerouted stuff like like you can't drive down the strip right now you can't drive down the Um, strip the the fountains at the bellagio are closed off because those are grandstands now yeah, you can't yeah. walk across like the the pedestrian bridges because they got them blocked off because you know it's free. No, you uh, can watch. you can walk across them. They just have this film up and you can't see through. Oh, you, you can't see anything because that's half the and, cool. That's the cool part about Carlos Novers. You can stop and take. You know, you're right in the middle of the strip. Yeah, and Especially then at night. like they're charging mm-hmm. hotels like a fee because they're on the track, but the hotels had no like say in it. No, so like yeah. they're. 
Well, go ahead. You, if your hotel faces the strip, and um, they can see the track from their room, then woman the one will charge a fee. If not, then you have to block that off if they don't want to pay it. <coughs> and then I was seeing like the cheapest tickets for like the stand is running like fifteen hundred dollars right now for the race, and like the race doesn't even like start until one a.m. Local Eastern time. I'll show you. I'll, I've got it. My DVR set. I can hold on. I'll pull it up on the Xfinity app. What is the race? It's this weekend. That the really the F1 yeah. race in Vegas. Yes. Huh. So the first practice session starts at eleven twenty-three East. Well, eleven twenty-five Eastern. So that's eight twenty-five in Vegas, right? Uh. Morning, well, the second practice session is at 3 o'clock in the morning on Friday, which is midnight in Vegas. Can you imagine being on the strip like that? Is in, that's incredible. Qualifying is Saturday, Friday night at 11.30. And then the IndyCar, the, the, uh, I think, or maybe that's a different practice session. No, qualifying is... Saturday night at no, sorry, qualified Saturday morning at three o'clock in the morning, which has been done in Vegas. Then the race is Sunday are, at three o'clock in the morning. Are and they it, doing that to help, like the because it's more of a European sport? Are they doing it at that time <laughs> so the Europeans can actually watch it? Yeah, I mean, they're saying that it's would, cooler weather at night, but let me tell you, I've been out in. I've been to Vegas. I've been in the weather at eight o'clock and at midnight, and that's like five degrees difference, which is still hot as balls. I mean, I don't know what the weather it's is nasty. now, but it's at it's at twelve fifty three. Here is the start of the race, which is one o'clock in the morning, right? Which mm-hmm. is what nine uh, ten o'clock in Vegas. That's insane. And weather in Vegas, let's see what the weather's like in Vegas. I want to pull it up. Yeah, it's so they can see it in Europe is why. That's the only reason they're having it that late at night. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Like, the... There's like local gas stations that are losing business out the ass because people can't get it. Mm-hmm. They could have it in the afternoon. This afternoon, the high was 66. Sunday, the high is 73 in Las Vegas. So why are we having it at night? This is like the perfect time of year to have it in Vegas, though, like during the day. Yeah. They're, they're having it at night so the European fans can watch. Because let's yeah. be honest, there's no real American fan that's going to watch it. Well, they're starting to lose viewers out the ass because it's not the drama that Drive to Survive makes it. It's, you know, yeah. what, Championship's over. The guy who won Chim's already dominated the series. So the and people are realizing that it's a very uppity sport. I could go to every IndyCar race in the season with a ticket package for the Vegas race. That's not that's not, that's not a lot. Even the five hundred. My five hundred tickets are one hundred thirteen dollars. The biggest race. 
in the world, and it's cheaper than one F1 race. And, okay, so what I pay to go uh, between the 500, my garage pass, which also gets me in the gate every day but race day, and the Grand Prix is I pay, so that's two sixty less than three hundred dollars. For less than three hundred dollars, I see two IndyCar races, um, practice qualifying for the biggest race in the world and the biggest race in the world, plus I have access to the garage area. So for less than three hundred dollars. So did that night? Do the cars have lights on them, or will they have plenty of lights on the? You no, know, they'll they'll light up the strip. They'll have, they've got special lights. That, yeah, yeah, they'll. I'm guessing the a headlamp on those things would weigh it too down too much, yeah, and with yeah. the aerodynamics. No, they they do other races at night. They race over in like uh, in Asia. They have night races, and it's like daylight. Huh. But um, I yeah they're 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 not catering to America. Three hundred dollars may get you into a practice session in Vegas. So there's your comparison. You may get into a practice session for three hundred dollars at the Vegas race, or you can get into the whole month of May for the same amount of money. That's your comparison. I want to know what it's going to look like after the race, like if it's going to be like. Uh, like a city that uh, builds like an Olympic stadium. Just gonna leave it there. No, because it's on the strip. Like yeah. it's in front of the Bellagio. Like they have I to guess... tear out those grandstands because of the fountains at the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's more of that the hotels are gonna have to replace everything that you know they agreed to rip out for the this race, and I bet they're gonna yeah. lose money on it. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a one and done. I think it's a really bad move. The f- it's killing uh, local businesses. Yeah, local like the the actual like residents of Vegas have been like in an uproar, and I'm and as soon as that happens, the politicians aren't going to let it happen again because that's their um you know they're going to lose votes now and they can't have that happen. I mean, you're killing. Like I said, like this guy lost. I think he lost already. This was like a month ago. He lost like seventy percent of his business at a gas station. Because the road was closed on. Jeez. And that's all local people. That's not tourism. You know no, I mean? tourists don't come, don't drive there unless they're coming from like LA. Right. They don't go to the gas station to get gas and cigarettes and pop and, you know. You know, get that. They don't get there at three in the morning to get their monster energy drink, a pack of Marlboro Reds, a lottery ticket, right. and <laughs> a, a, a gallon of diesel or a couple gallons of diesel for work. So I, I, I am, but yeah, it's, it's totally their start times for practice qualifying in the race to say, we don't care about America, but, it, but I mean, they're growing in America. They're trying, you know, but the, F1 is very fickle because they've got three races here in America, which, uh, certainly the Americas in Austin is still the best track because it's a purpose built racetrack. And for, $300, you could get general admission all weekend to uh, Circuit of the Americas. You could go all three days, practice qualifying in the race. Yeah, fun. Free F1. Um, but Michael Andretti 
who raced briefly in Formula One and owns an IndyCar team and now owns part of an IMSA team. He owns a Formula E team. He's trying to buy his way into Formula One. And they essentially say, we really don't want your team here. They don't want them. The other race teams don't want them. Because so, they're a bunch of snobs. Because they're a bunch of, yeah. Michael look at the, like, all you got to do is look at the Monaco, look at their ticket prices, and, I'm, and then maybe look at Monaco. And, you know, at Monaco, you have to own a billion dollar yacht to even watch the race. I mean, if I was going to a Formula, me personally, I mean, I went to the Grand Prix when it was in Indianapolis. They had it for seven years. And right now, that's going to be my only shot to go to a Grand Prix. If I were going to a Grand Prix, I could probably fly to Europe. And go to a Grand Prix in, in like Monza in Italy or or uh, Germany in, or France. Right. I could go to an F1 race there, probably cheaper than I can here in America. Because who wants to go to Miami for a Formula One race? If I go to Miami, I'm going to the beach. It's hot as If I go to Vegas, I'm going to the casinos or but to see a see, show or the, something. I mean, that's the shitty part is like they shut down Vegas for like months. At this time of year, like, how much are they losing in – are they – whatever they're losing in tourism, are they gaining for the Formula One race? And it's not like, you know – it's not like the Indy 500 where, you know, thousands upon thousands of fans are flying into the area. There's not that many, much seating, from what I can tell, for this race. No, it's it's a B-scene, kind of. It's a B-scene situation. Yeah, you're going to get all the celebrities getting their selfies, you know, and then leaving – um, I wonder if somebody's gonna buy a thirty dollar uh wa- wagyu beef uh hamburger it was, and it's it was just a eighty dollars, not 30. eighty dollars. My bad. Uh, hamburger or whatever it was, and it's just like a couple slaps of ham. Wagyu ham sandwich or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. it looks like something I make for lunch. It's uh, and and it's and, and Martin Brundle, he he calls the fun of the universes for Sky Sports, and that's who America uses as Sky Sports. And he made the perfect analogy. It was, it was Christina Aguilera, and she had her phone out, and she was videotaping. And he goes, oh, look, and there's Christina Aguilera pretending she cares about Formula One. He said that on the broadcast. I remember, you saying, I remember that last year. So that's so awesome because that's what it is. I mean, you have some fans, Matt Damon, uh, Brad Pitt. They, they, like, they've been to Formula One races. And, you know, Matt Damon – Waved the green flag at the Indy 500. So he he does like race cars. He does like racing. Um, well, and he also he also did the Ford versus Ferrari. Right, and he did Ford versus Ferrari. There are there are celebrities. Uh, Matt LeBlanc's a huge racing fan. Um, it's <laughs> just like any other sport. You're going to have your celebrity fans. Right, it doesn't matter. But then you're also going to have the fake fans that are just there to be seen. They're there to. And be now seen. that. Uh, T Swift has made a scene to go to a Chiefs game. That's all that's happening now. You got uh, what's his face, uh, Deadpool there. You got Russell Crowe going too. Russell Crowe is a race fan. He was at the 500 about 20 years ago because we saw him. He took a ride around the racetrack and he was videotaping the crowd. So he he had a video camera with him. Russell Crowe did. And when that's cool. they took they took him out on the pace car, you know, and rode him around the track mm-hmm. and videotaped the crowd. So Russell Crowe is actually a racing fan. So, um, 
you know, George Harrison was a big Formula One fan. Talking about racing, so there are racing fans out there. There are. Um, you just can't. You can't tell which ones are fake and which ones aren't by all the celebrities they show up. With. Really, I just. Really I hate to say it, but I at least in our area, racing is not as big as it used to be. Like when NASCAR was big, like no one, are, you don't see people around here in, you know, Andretti shirts. Other than you, you don't see people in NASCAR stuff anymore. Yeah, that ship has sailed. Yeah, go to uh, Treasure Mart and all them places, and you'll see all the NASCAR memorabilia for sale. And it's like dirt cheap, and nobody's buying it. Because yeah, it is dirt cheap because it was worth. It's not worth anything. And I don't, don't get me wrong. Anything. There's still fans out there. Like when it, when the races happen in Indy, they still fill the stands. It's just. I'm kind of curious of what the crowd's going to look like for the Brickyard this year, next year, because it's back on the Oval. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been clamoring for the Oval. We want it back on the Oval. We want it back on the Oval. I'm curious to see how many people show up. Well, I'm. I, I gotta admit, I'm one of those NASCAR fans that when all the uh, when all the characters left, I left. Oh, well, that's because they're all a bunch of corporate, corporate robots now. They're all they're all uh, corporate plants. You know, I saw a tweet. An oh, X, to get out of the toilet. Whatever it was, a tweet, an X, whatever, and somebody asked a reporter that covers NASCAR who the face of NASCAR was. He didn't have an answer. He asked him what? I'm sorry. They asked they asked a, a NASCAR reporter who the face of NASCAR was, and he didn't have an order. He didn't have an answer. I mean. What was it? Ever since Junior retired, they don't have a face anymore. Junior it's retired. Not, yeah, they all retired. It's not like NBA. I could say LeBron or uh, Curry, you know, or uh, Doncic, Doncic in uh, in Dallas. Those are the three faces of the NBA. Um, you know, football. It's Mahomes or uh, Josh Allen or uh, what's his oh, face God, in Allen's Baltimore. Over. Um, but you, you know, every other sport you have the face, like uh, baseball. Who would you say the face of baseball is? Oh, I mean, you got Shoa Otani, you yeah, got, I was gonna say Otani, yeah. you got uh, Aaron Bryce Judge. Harper, you got Bryce Harper, yeah, that's oh, yeah, one. the judge, um, yeah. So, every sport I could name three or four people, except for hockey, but I don't really pay attention to hockey. But I'm guessing if I ask a hockey fan, they'll know. They could name him, you know, Cros- Crosby. Crosby's a guy yeah, I know. Sidney Crosby, probably Ovechkin. Um, Connor Bedard's a rookie this year. He's the hottest kid to come out of the minors in a long time. So he'll be a face here pretty soon. They're in their transition now. Hockey is. We're getting a the lot old, of young up and coming. It's kind of like the where the NFL was, where all the Brady's and the Mannings and the Roethlisberger right. retiring, and now we got to get used to the new kids. That's what hockey's in that like transition area. I really i i hate that i i, I hate that I don't like hockey until the playoffs. Playoff hockey is just something different. We're doing games; they're so much fun. Oh, I it's the same thing with baseball. If I go to a hockey match, I'd love it, but <coughs> I, it's I can't watch a regular season game on TV. Right. Speaking of regular season, I am loving this regular season tournament for the NBA. What is that? Other than so, ugly ass. I love that. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't you be hating on that new uh, floor for the Pacers. Somebody who has epilepsy, a, a freaking seizure. Well, put a, put, don't let them watch the game because I love <laughs> that. 
I love that floor. No, basically, it's something the NBA came up with to try to drive hot. Because let's be honest, NBA doesn't matter until after Christmas. So this is like their, they're calling it midseason, but it's really, you know, at the beginning of the season, it's like a little turn. It's a tournament. It's in the, and I think Christmas Day is like the uh, championship of who wins the tournament. And it's it's just you know you know like in like Western goes to Twin Lakes and plays in the like the Twin Lakes Invitational. It's just that it's just a little tournament. You Why know, is the Pacers Indy? Because Indy is short for Indianapolis, not short for Indiana. Well, it's the same thing as you know everybody calls us Naptown. So call it Naptown. Don't put Indy on the uniforms. Because nobody says Indianapolis. Everybody just says Indy. But when you go to, I'm going to Indy. It doesn't mean I'm going to the state of Indiana. It means I'm going to Indianapolis. Because it's called the city series, not the not the team series. But the team yes, is not the, Indiana the Indianapolis Pacers. Pacers. They're the Indiana. But it's the city series. It's it's legitimately but called they, the city they, series. Indy they is the city. Be in it if they're not even in a city, they're in a state. And they are in a city. They're in Indianapolis. If they were, if they were the but Fort Wayne Mad Ants, Indianapolis Pacers. They're it doesn't Indiana. matter. It's about the city they are in, Chris. If no, they were, the, if not. they, yes, it, that's what this tournament's about. It's not about the team. It's about the city. If they were, if they were the Indy, if they were in the Indiana, Indiana Pacers, and they were in Fort Wayne, they would be the. They would probably put Fort Wayne on the on the on the floor. Well, they would be. But they're not. They're in Indian. They're Indiana Pacers, not Indianapolis Pacers. But it's the city series. Rules. Not I make up these rules. I'm just saying they're the Indiana Indiana Pacers and yeah, Indy they're the Indiana Pacers. They're the Indiana Pacers, but it's the city series. It's the city series, Chris. It's Indy about the city, not, not the dumb state Indiana. they're in. We're going to Indy. If I say I'm going to Indy, you know exactly where I'm going. If I'm yeah, going you're to, going to if you're I'm going in, to Indianapolis, in, Fishers, Carmel, Greenfield, I'm in Texas, uh, Westfield. I'm not going to say, oh, I have. I, if I say I have family in Indy, oh, they live in Indianapolis. Oh no, they live in Bloomington. Well, that's not Indy. That's Indiana. Mikey, <laughs> I, I can't talk to him. Please, please help me. You get what I'm saying, right? That is the, the, the city no series. Makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. See, Mikey gets it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's the what was what did the uh, the Colts call their uniforms? Their new ones, what Indiana Knights? They look like the Brady Bunch. Is what they look like. Yeah, they so they called theirs the Indiana Knights, even though they're the Indianapolis Colts. Like, <laughs> no. What was different. the name of the those stupid uniforms that look like the Duke? What? Color Rush? No, not Color Rush. I love Color Rush jerseys. Yeah. I I know I'm in the minority, but I love the uh, the the Pacers jerseys, the the Hickory jerseys. Yeah, I like. Oh yeah. Yeah, Indiana uh, Knights like, alternative. That's what they're called. They're called Indiana Knights. Yeah, Indiana. We're, we're, I don't but get that. The Indianapolis Knights. But they're not why the Indy Colts. Why are they called the Knights? No, it's not. It's not like it's not like medieval night. The dark, like nighttime, time of the time of the day. Because they're dark. You know what happens at nighttime in Indianapolis? You either get shot or you're in bed. Freaks come out at night. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, like 20 people got shot in Indianapolis in a week. And they didn't even make that hit. It's not even six to them. But, you know, just on yourself while you're going to a game. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it's the Indiana. That's dumb. Anyways, um, anybody got anything else for or hitting the time? What? Anybody got anything else for hitting time? Oh, I wanted to bring up one more thing. So Kimberly on Monday? Yeah, Monday. Her school does like a little live stream slash podcast talking about, you know, what's going around, you know, for like parents and families, like sports and stuff. So that's that picture I sent. Um, yeah. She And I was like, dang, this is a nice setup. for, And then there's like a podcast setup. I was like, this oh, is yeah. what we need. Well, we're not in person. Well, if we ever are in person, that's what we need. We need those cameras. We need uh, that whole setup. We need the couch. The editor, the producer. Hey, I I can can, do that ourselves. Yeah, we can do that ourselves. Okay. Or we can hire somebody once we, you know. We can figure that out. That's what they have. I've I've taught myself a lot of things. It ain't hard to edit that shit. No, it ain't that. As somebody who has had to edit episodes because of one thing or the other, it's not the hardest to edit it. It's hard to edit. Great. But for our purposes, because we know we're bad and that's, you know, we, we suck. That's well, our thing. That's our thing. I think if we did, but here's the thing if you edit the, if you edit a video of it, the audio is already there at that you edited together. So you only have to edit once. You just have to. You know what I mean? You just have to take the audio and, and post it because it's already done. Yeah. So. I think it could be done. No, but it was really cool being in more a more professional setup. It was it was really cool seeing that. It, it kind of gave me some. Uh, it reinvigorated me a little bit. You know, don't live freaking two hours away, Chris. We look at you. Well, that might change at some point. We we don't know. Oh no. Oh no. I might live five hours away. I mean, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where Skype comes in. We can video it off of. You know, we all we can put a green screen up. I can be in there in the studio with you guys. We could. I mean, you know. Just sure. don't wear green a green shirt, or I will have some fun. Bloated head. <laughs> would be awesome. No, I've got nothing. I'm going to the casino Friday, so wish me luck. Which casino? Oh, good luck, Mikey. Which I don't know. Was, I think it's the one down south. Oh, the one the on one the one in Anderson? Ohio? Probably. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> don't take more than... I know you know this. Don't take more than you're willing to lose. It's probably like Clark Griswold. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like his son and get like four cars. I right. I put what do you, what do you say? I I put the coin in. I want a car. I put the coin. Whatever. I don't know what he said. I know you're talking about. I didn't see that Papa Giorgio. Yeah. It was like I put a coin in. I want a car. I put a coin in. I want a car. Put a coin in. I want a car. Yeah, just just be Nick Papa Giorgio. Yeah. I need to watch a. It's I, I hate to say it, but it's time to start watching Christmas movies. No. 
No, we got our tree. Already, we, we got our Christmas stuff out already. Holy shit. Yeah. I I I I was holding it down until you know we gotta do it after Thanksgiving and then and then I get yeah in. yeah. Chris is gonna pour <laughs> one out for his homies. What? I said you're gonna pour one out for the homies. Did you see that when I posted on Facebook about Christmas? No. It's from a movie. It's from uh, a bunch of it's from this old movie and she's like. Oh, every time I think of, every time I see snow, I think of Christmas. Is it? And he's like, she's like, oh, I love it when it's snowing. I, I never see, I never felt so much like Christmas before in my life. Don't you feel the same way? He's like, shut your dirty little face. That's me. At least until the oh. day I, I already want to watch The Grinch. I I, I almost played a, oh, or I almost dude, watched dude, a, there's Thanksgiving movies the, to watch, uh, though, dude. No, there ain't. There are no there Thanksgiving are movies. Are at least two. What? I'm gonna go watch a bunch of westerns. No. You know, I'm gonna watch. No. I'm gonna watch uh, the Duke shoot a bunch of Indians. Son-in-law is one of them. Call me sure. And the other one is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Which is legendary. Legendary. Steve Martin in that late is the best Thanksgiving movie in the history of Thanksgiving movies. And I think technically Miracle on 34th Street is a Thanksgiving movie too because it starts on Thanksgiving Day with uh, the PCK play. So there you go. So you could at least watch those two before you start. Breaking out that Hallmark shit. Nah. And like I posted on Facebook, those people that start watching Christmas movies in October, they're like, we're like the same people with me starting to watch old indie films. Spider Man is a thanks the the first Spider Man movie is a Thanksgiving movie because it takes place in play takes place then. There you go. Um. Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving, The Blind Charlie. Side. What else? Uh, Four Brothers. That's a great movie, honestly. Is that the one with Marky Mark? Yeah. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, I like Paul Blart Mall Cop. Beethoven. I forgot about Beethoven. Art Tuppen. Sorry, that's a West thing. Anyway, what else? Son in law. Um, Jack and Jill. That what a shitty movie. No, Son in Law with uh, Polly Shore. They go home on Thanksgiving break to her family in the farmer. So, you gotta count that. Uh, Rocky. Well, that kind of expands over time. That's like anyway. sand. Lethal Weapons a Christmas movie. It is because it takes place. There's at a Christmas. Scene. It does and take just, place. And Christmas. just like the Harry Potter movies, because they all have a Christmas scene. Hanapana. Anyways, thank you for listening to another episode of Who's Your Nerds podcast. You can catch us at on X. You can catch us on. You can catch us on X. 
uh, who you know pod nerds except for I don't, i'm not even gonna say anymore y'all know i'm banned so <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't i haven't argued i haven't tried to argue myself back so i'm not really i got that's the only place you get like real news that like is like real I know. I just I don't know how to argue it. Like I've been what it's almost it's pushing what like four months now. I don't know how to. I don't remember even why I got banned. Like I don't remember which post it was. So I know that, so make a new Twitter handle. They banned my they banned my IP on my phone. Oh really? Like you can't yeah, get on. it on your phone. Like, that's on, how they did it. Like, they can't. You can't sign up because they banned your phone basically. Yeah, hold on. I can still get like on my old account, but let me see. It tells me um, while I'm trying to post. Yeah, I, I, I can't. It doesn't even let me read like, you know, like I I didn't have the uh, the limits. You know, how you can only see so many posts. It only lets me see like 100 posts and then it limits me on my uh, personal account. So you're like super limited. Yeah, it's not even load. Oh, hold on. After careful review, we determined your account broke X rules. Your account permanently is read only mode, which means you can't post repost or like content you won't be able to create new accounts if you think we got this wrong you can submit a, an appeal did you appeal i appealed it once and apparent and as you can tell i'm not unbanned yet uh. i'll try to appeal again i just maybe i'll have a chat gpt write me an appeal <laughs> <laughs> um you can you can catch that Who's Nerds on Facebook. You can watch and listen to us on YouTube. And your favorite podcasting sites, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Give it to and me. Amazon. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. Who's yeah. I are? Yeah, I'm sorry.